Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Let's step into the new year and reflect on the past year. There is one thing that I'm aware is a big challenge for us as employers, and that's when our team ask us for more money and they're not even hitting their sales target. And then they complain about working an extra 20 minutes here and there. It can make you feel, I guess, a little bit threatened inside of your business. There's this constant fear of loss, almost a feeling of being bullied by your team. If you don't give them what they want, they're going to leave. And I know it's hard to find anyone to replace them, let alone great people, right? This environment of not being able to employ great imports. Now, I call them imports. These are people that we're importing into our business that we didn't train ourselves. And if we give in to their demands, it can feel like we have this revolving door in our business of people come and they go. And then it's hard to build a cohesive team. But what if we always were fully staffed and had someone in the wings ready to go. We'd not feel the pressure of, if you leave me, I'm screwed, right? Firstly, we have to adopt a grow your own strategy. And what if they stayed for the long term and grew with you and thrived and became profitable team members, providing an environment for five-star rock stars and superstars inside of your business. We want to create an environment that we have a queue of people waiting to work in your salon. So we can scale a team where everybody wins. The client wins, she's getting great service. Uh, The team wins, they're being paid well. The brand wins because they've got a great reputation. You win because you have a profitable and successful business. I believe the answer actually is creating a salon team roadmap. Turn good performers into great performers. A systematic approach that you can consistently do that. And when your team perform, you can pay them well, right? If they perform well, they can earn lots of lots of money. They can earn lots to take home for themselves and have the lifestyle they want. They can have the flexibility to have a life outside of the salon. Do you know, enjoy a team of well-paid people. When your people are paid well, they have space to enjoy their life. Guess what? They stay. Well-paid people are making, earning, winning, and are successful. Um, and they're too successful to think about overworking by 20 minutes, right? That problem goes away. What if we could lead our team through a journey into the future, a future where they had a great Uh, a great income for themselves and we want to paint a picture for them for that they can see when they look into their future that they can see your brand being part of that I think the mistake that we make is that we often feel forced to give in to the every desire of our team now to appease them and when we give in to them and we appease and we give them what they want 
um, and they haven't earned it, they don't appreciate it. They don't cover it. I think we still have to, despite the challenging environment of not easily being able to find people to replace the people that we have, is, um, is when we reward them and they haven't earned it, then there's no satisfaction in that for them or for you. And then we run out of future to offer them. If we give them everything that they want now, today, when they first arrive, or even just on employment, we've got no future to offer them. The industry runs out of future to offer them. And we lose people not only from our business, but we lose people from our industry. So I want to talk about the six different pieces of the puzzle in what I call the do I get a pay rise roadmap, a roadmap, a career path for your team members so they have clarity on what's next. People will leave you when they run out of future. They don't leave you to have babies to go overseas, to get another job and go and work uh, in a different industry um, because that's what they want. They, run, they do that. They make those choices because they've run out of future of where they are. And so they're looking for something new. People need to have a next. And what we want to do is provide a next for you. People will stall the trip. People will stall moving industries. People will stall finding another job when they've got a really clear next that's connected to their own why and we need to provide that. So I want to step, step through the six parts of the do I get a pay rise roadmap for your team members. Are you ready? Get a pen and a paper. Number one is how do we pay them? I'm a believer in paying an hourly rate plus commission for over, reaching over target and bonuses for doing the right work. Not just any work, the right work. It's kind of doubles back on itself. If we can pay bonuses on the right work, the right work creates the income. The right work allows them to reach targets so they can step into commission. We want our team members in commission by Thursday or Friday and definitely by Saturday. So on Saturday, they turn up at work and they're in commission. Do you think people want to work on Saturday if they're earning nothing but commission by Saturday? All right, number two, we need to set clear targets and have progressive stepping stones to earn more, like clearly have a roadmap laid out for them, not just the target that they have now, but what's next. What's in it for me when I get to not only this target, I succeed, I supersede this target, I want to know what is next paint the future for them, put out the next paving stone for them before and other, it's because if there's no paving stone, what do they see? They just see a gap, I'm going to fall. All right, number three, promotion, right? Every other industry has publicly recognized promotion. Do you have a promotion and a next step inside of your business? Or is being a senior stylist the end? Because I know for me, when I was qualified, Five minutes after being qualified, I'd reached the top pinnacle inside of my business. There was no next step. There was no career path for me. And so at 20, five minutes out of gaining my qualification, I was at the end of the road. And of course, what did I do? I left. We need to create progressive uh, and publicly recognized promotions. All right, number four. I think we need to think about this lifestyle effect of what's happening not only in the industry but in the world at the moment. People are looking for lifestyle sometimes over and above the money. So there's pressure upon us as employers and for the industry to be working kind of flexible 
or or daytime hours like this to be fair this is not a new demand but this demand is becoming more prevalent i don't want to work late nights and saturdays but i want to say stop hold the line we need to have progressive and rewarded stepping stones to get the golden hours right because let's face it if we are not providing a pathway to grow a clientele which typically requires late nights and saturdays to get off to get out the gate and we give people the golden hours right out the gate how are they going to grow a clientele and become um income generating reach goals earn a lot if they're earning life if they're working lifestyle hours right out the gate they're not going to make the money and then they're going to be sad and they're going to look at you and say why aren't you paying me more because i only work nine till two so number four is progressive stepping stone towards the lifestyle rostering rights. Don't give away all the rights to begin with. People love to be rewarded. This is progression. We need to pave this out for our team members. All right, number five is training as you go. Lay out the training. As you grow and you have your uh, promotions and you're stepping through the levels and the stepping stones of this business, what training do I get? Let's put this out in front of them and so they know as they reach each milestone, what training are they going to get? And I'm talking about not just technical training, not but lifestyle skills, uh, sorry, life skills, conversational skills, sales skills. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. And so number six then becomes the stepping stones, what I would call how to win coaching. And I think this comes back to us as the employer and as the owner or as the manager. We need to set the goal and then teach them how to win. So imagine that we said to, imagine you were the um, coach of your local soccer team for your kids. And you said, guys, you're going to play, go, go and play any any." position that you like just go and get some goals well if you've got no football skills if you don't know the rules of the game um, you're not going to win so I think it's up to us to lay out the technical skills the sales skills the step-by-step -step skills and if we're back at the soccer field the foot skills to actually manipulate the ball and move around the the opposition right we need to invest time as a CEO in coaching our team to win Get into the nitty gritty of how to perform. Uh, what are the micro changes and the language changes? If you are a Formula One driver 
Your goal is to practice so hard on the micro changes to, to scrape off milliseconds. Milliseconds wins the race. So how do we get right into the nitty gritty with our team of how to win? I'm not talking about technical skills now. I'm talking about all the other skills that are going to allow them to step through uh, reaching their target earning commission through um, progressive earning power, knowing how to step through each milestone so they can earn more, right? How are they going to, what are the skills that they need to put into place to earn the promotion? What are the skills that they need to place and the targets that they need to reach so they can work less Saturdays and less late nights? What are the stepping stones that I need to get so I can get more training and I can go to third party uh, training and I can get the opportunity to go and be a L'Oreal colorist or whatever it is, or to be on stage? What are the rewards that I get from progressing inside of this company? So, Let's take a little look now at the map and the phases that I believe need to be in place for you uh, to take your people through that stepping stone, through those milestones and lead your people. I think there are four stages. Um, and I think, as I mentioned right at the beginning, we need to adopt a strategy of grow our own. This is the current environment that we are in. And so if we're starting at the first phase, it's really around salon experience. And the first phase is really employing people in the supporting role level. This, do you know why this is number one? I believe the supporting role is the most important role in the business. Because if you don't have great support and uh, support around the salon experience and environment and highly trained people in that support role, then the whole client experience falls down. So we want to take people through when we're bringing on after school girls, support roles, assistants, early stage apprentices, we need to have a fully embedded training uh, strategy around providing salon experience. And when you progress and you start to start an apprenticeship, um, the focus then on stage two is around perfecting skills, technical skills. Like, how do I do the facial? How do I do the blow wave? How do I color? How do I uh, weave foils, whatever it is? And a step-by-step -step process, we want to quickly, in the perfecting skills stage, we want to quickly get people income generating, not primarily owning a client, but supporting the technical skills. Stage three is the growth stage. And this is when your, your emerging talent steps into the senior talent and we start to look after our own clients and uh, our own clients and start to becoming truly income generating for ourselves and if we can grow through emerging talent into senior uh, senior experience we have to have a level above that we have to provide promotion into executives or artistic directors or whatever it is that we want to call people but there needs to be another level beyond the senior technician and this is the phase when we really need to invest time on how do they optimize. If you're growing a clientele at the emerging and senior level, then at the executive level, we're about optimizing our time. We only have, on average, 38 hours a week. We cannot sell more time. Once you are fully booked and you're at the executive level and you're fully booked with your clientele, the only thing you can do, you cannot serve more clients, the only thing you can do is optimize. And so for us, as owners, 
this is where we want to focus our attention on optimizing how and what they are doing in those 38 hours. So those are the four stages, the salon experience stage, the perfecting technical skill stage, the growing the clientele stage, and finally optimizing your clientele stage. So the average stylist, did you know, stays on average for two years inside of your business. But what if we could turn that around and turn it into eight, maybe even more? So what I discovered years ago is that any employee that comes into my business falls into one of these three categories, which means that only one out of three are really going to stay. So one is going to stay anywhere between six weeks and six months. And with, if we're lucky, that person is going to opt themselves out themselves and we don't have to push them out. There'll be a wrong culture fit. They'll realize that they don't like, they don't want to work that hard. Uh, we'll realize that they don't have the skills or the mindset to be in the environment. And if we're lucky, we can get them out quickly and promptly. Um, and sometimes they'll opt themselves out. Probably one out of three is not going to be a great fit. And that's okay. Like if you think about the interview process, we have a very short window into getting to know somebody. <laughs> it's going to happen sometimes. So one out of three is going to leave quickly. One out of three is going to stay probably on average around two years. They'll come, they'll do good work, they'll build a clientele, they'll serve the clientele and they'll move on. They'll change industry, have a baby, um, travel overseas, maybe not these days, um, and they'll try, choose to do something else. This is just part of life. This is the trend that I see. And then one out of three is likely to, to really invest themselves and anchor themselves inside of your business. And that person is the opportunity that, you know, you have the opportunity to really grow with that person. Uh, maybe they'll stay five years, eight years, 15 years. Um, they're in for the long haul. And so our goal is to, is to create an environment that we can, one, expect change because it will happen and supersede change and be prepared for change. It's time to let go of holding on to every person that comes into our business and expecting them to change, to stay and then get surprised when they leave. But build a culture and environment that entices them to be the one that stays for five years, eight years, 15 years. Create the roadmap, give them the future. So I work with a lovely uh, uh, hair and beauty spa. And um, I was speaking with the owner, not last week, the week before. And we were looking into one of her team members and looking at her roadmap. We were installing the roadmap and putting, do I get a pay rise into place? And we discovered that one of her team members over a 12 month period had doubled her income. She started off as a $2,000 stylist when she started with me uh, in Salon Mastery. When, it, when the owner started with me, this particular um, stylist was a $2,000 stylist. And she was, uh, actually it was two and a half because it, currently she's averaging on the $5,000 a week. In 12 months, she had doubled her income. How good did she feel being able to give her uh, pay rises throughout the year, multiple pay rises in a 12-month period. That is progression and reward, right? We want to be able to have a framework that we can give our team members pay rises before they ask. Because when they ask, it's awkward, especially if the answer is no. They need to know the next stepping stone and what is next so they have something to strive for, right? 
When we can see a finish line or a line in the sand, we can run towards it. But when we look into the horizon and there's no end, it's not motivating to run towards. When somebody builds a clientele like that, quickly like that, then we can reward them with better working hours. We can reward them with more money and bonuses and uh, benefits for being with us, right? Because when she builds a clientele, the clients will come when she is available. They have an existing relationship. Now, I think in order for this to work, I just want to, in, in kind of close, I just want to wrap this up with the, the foundation needs to be set and the responsibility is upon us as the owner, as the boss, to have the solution, to have the pathway to lead our people into success. And I want to tell you one of the key components to that is to start to become data-driven, right? And come away from guesswork and assumptions on how somebody wins. Now, as creative entrepreneurs, if you're anything like me, then we often resist structure in the mundane work, like data. <laughs> Sometimes the best business structure is actually a slightly boring one. It can be a little bit repetitive. Shiny objects are fun and exciting, but they often result in a lot of, uh, they don't often result in return on that investment because we don't follow through, we don't complete, and we don't know if they're going to work, right? We start a lot of stuff and we don't complete it. I want to encourage you to get some basic foundations in place, become data-driven around your employee's work what she is doing, what she isn't doing, and what the opportunities are for her to improve, to optimize, get those foundations in place. And so what I'm talking about is tracking performance like a professional sports team. We call them key performance indicators. What are the key performance indicators that you need to track over a period of time to track whether or not she's making change in the work that she's doing to get the better outcome, right? Tracking the data, leading your people to do the right work, not just any work or not just guesswork, the stuff that moves the needle. And so I know you're probably saying, oh, but Larissa, I look at my selling reports every week. I'm tracking results. And I'm saying, no, you're not. It's not enough to look at your reports, your selling software reports every week, right? I need you to be able to track it over time so we have context. If you look at a report today and you go, oh, little Janie, she's got a 40% rebooking rate. We say, hey, that's crap, 40% is terrible. But what if your stylist over the last uh, six or 12 weeks typically had been doing 20%, then actually that's amazing. She's had 100% growth. Um, you might look at somebody who's got an 80% rebooking and saying, girl, that is outstanding. But if, been, if they've been doing the same uh, 10 clients for the last 12 years and suddenly two haven't rebooked, that's a problem. 80% is not good, right? So context is everything. And tracking over time gives you context around what's happening today. Today in a silo is not enough, right? So data week on week, month on month, and year on year is what's important for you to become a data-driven business. When the data tells you the truth, it's like the dashboard on your car. It's going to tell you when you're going to run out of petrol. It's telling you if you're running, if you're driving over the speed limit. You need that information to be fed back to you so you can make good data-driven decisions inside of your business. So I think all of this starts with the data. Maybe a little bit boring. <laughs> I know, I get it. But really worth the investment of time in the data.
right? It actually takes the pressure off you as an owner as you're trying to lead and coach your team members because you're not accusing anyone of bad behavior. Uh, you don't have to guess. You don't have to make it personal. You can just look at the data and the data tells you and your team member exactly what's happening. You don't have to point any fingers, right? And you can easily reward people with a really clear systematic system for paying people more, rewarding performance, giving them the time off uh, that they want, et cetera. Um, do it because, because the data tells you that it's the right thing to do, not because you need to decide whether you like them or not, or whether or not you're worried that they will think that you like them and then we get all this sort of complicated emotional stuff that gets in the way. Do it because they've earned it. All right, and then they can feel good about good performance. Have a system to follow to be accountable. Okay, I'm going to do a quick recap now. I want to recap on how do we overcome team members asking for more money but not hitting their targets and then complaining when they have to work an extra 20 minutes. This is not a culture that we want to breed. If we have a clear career progression, a roadmap from your team, mem your team members that lays out the pathway in front of them step by step into the future um, then and, and based on solid data and information then you know if your team is winning or losing as the case may be a system for you to follow uh, for your team to follow and when you start to follow and create a pathway like that guess what you can have results where team members double their income in 12 months right you then are providing an environment where rock stars can turn into superstar superstars. Your rock star team members, your great team members, you can really like double down and turn them into superstars because you have a pathway to do that. That's how you get the reputation as the place to work. That's how you scale a team where everybody's winning. The client's winning because she's getting what she wants and what she needs. The team are winning because they have future progression. They're getting paid. They've got the, they've got the um, promotions. They get to work the hours that they want. The brand is winning because the team is winning and the reputation is great. And then guess what? You win because your business is profitable and it's growing. And then that's how we get a queue of people waiting to work for us. And that's a wrap of this week's episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. I hope that this has given you some kind of sense of clarity as you head into the new year and begin creating plans and setting goals with your team. And if I can wrap up my episode in a few words, it would be to keep supporting and backing your team toward growth. Don't let them stagnate. Create a career path that they will jump out of bed for uh, one that they want to stay in, one that has future. After all, you need a rockstar team to be running the salon floor so you can focus on building the salon business. Now, if you need any further support around team, around building a career roadmap, I would love to help. Um, I invite you to come and work with me in 2022 by joining the Salon Mastery Program here I'll guide you to becoming the best salon CEO that you have always dreamed of, to grow a team, to live a life of freedom and profit, but without the overwhelm or overworking. Let's create some plans for you, for your salon, to smash the goals. So if you want to apply now, let's see if we're a good match to work together. Otherwise, enjoy your break. Have a relaxing time. Make sure that you create some white space for yourself soak up that amazing sunshine and spend some time with family and friends it's super important 
to take the break in your business when you can, um, because I believe it's in the white space that you gain clarity, perspective, and get those creative juices flowing again. This is when the new ideas come to you, right? So have the white space, give yourself permission to be off. Have, have the, the, the stillness, the nothingness, because once you hit that space, what I call white space, hashtag white space, that's when the magic happens. All right, I look forward to connecting with you again. Same time, same place on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.